T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All the way to 630. We got a great show for you today. Phone number to join, as always, 877-337-6666. Great news out of Cincinnati. I was just watching the press conference that two of the lead doctors who worked on uh, Hamlin uh, are having it right now. Guys, run tape on it so we can uh, bring it to people in a little bit. Uh, but uh, he is awake. He is communicating. He is also uh, holding the hands of family members. He is not speaking. I guess that was an erroneous report that was out there. But he's communicating by writing. Uh, the doctors did say full neurological uh, uh, abilities, capabilities, which is a, a godsend. Uh, if not for the quick uh, acting uh, EMTs and medical staffs, again, the doctors reiterated that. That would not be the case. Age played a role in it. Him being in great shape played a role in it. He is not breathing 100% on his own yet. But the lung function apparently is improving significantly hour by hour. And the very first thing that he wrote to the doctors was, who won the game? And the response was, you won the game of life. And uh, this is really great news. And, uh, you know, I never thought I'd feel uh, the emotions I'm feeling right now about a guy I'll probably never meet. And I've never met. And uh, this is a great, great uh continuation of with such a bad story. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, Ken? That's what sports does, though. Like, we don't meet 99.9% of the athletes that we watch, but it feels like you know them. feels like you have a relationship with them. And most of us had our eyeballs on a football game the other night, and something happened that none of us had ever seen before. Yeah. And there was a thought over the last few days, oh, my God, this kid may lose his life. Yep. And it's scary. And to hear not only is he recovering, but how about the fact that he remembers what he was doing. He remembers, yeah, we were playing a football game. Did we win? Yeah. It's great. So now, so that's the good news. Uh, as that gets updated, which I don't expect a new update again for hours, even down till tomorrow. But he is getting better. And he is communicating. And he did wake up. And he's still in critical condition because he's using a machine to help him breathe still. But the fact that cognitively, neurologically, he's apparently all good. That uh, that was my biggest fear, you know, uh, yeah. and as we discussed on the show. That is good, which now brings us even uh, quicker now to the football conversation. Obviously, Week 18 is happening this weekend. Giants in Philly, Jets down in Miami. You know the important games, obviously. You know, you got the Bills playing New England. You got Cincinnati uh, getting back on the field playing the Baltimore Ravens. You've got Kansas City and the Raiders on Saturday night, et cetera, et cetera. There's an idea that's out there that Pro Football Talk uh, put out. Not their idea. They claim, 
and that's our buddy Mike Florio and uh, Chris Sims, that the NFL is considering adding another playoff team to the AFC and the NFC so that way they can uh, figure out how to make it equitable for everybody if that Bills-Bengals game is never made up. That's a decision I would think has to be made today, right, as teams now prepare for games this weekend. And some teams are using backup quarterbacks. Some teams, you know, have kind of thrown in the towel already. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that. But the fact that they're even toying with that idea, if that report is accurate, is really fascinating. Say what you want to say. The New York Jets are back in it. <laughs> and that brings up the question, now I want Mike White quarterbacking. <laughs> or do I? Because I was, I was saying to Evan yesterday, and we had this conversation a little bit on the air and off the air, like the game right now means nothing to the Jets other than the joy of knocking the Dolphins out. <clears throat> you know, if they're not already knocked out. Uh, based on the uh, the final in New England versus Buffalo, right? Right. If Buffalo beats New England, Miami's very much alive. If New England beats Buffalo, then the Dolphins are out. Right. So the Jets, we don't know yet, but going into the game, they got to play the role of spoiler because the games are all at the same time, right. right? But now if you tell me there's going to be an eighth playoff team, I'm now back in the conversation. Yeah, my understanding is, because this is the first thing I thought about, once I saw that idea being floated out, and all it is is being floated out, it's not done, it's not necessarily going to happen. And I don't think it's going to happen. I don't but think so either. Who knows? But it doesn't stop your imagination from rolling. Yeah. So the first thing I thought about was, okay, I know the Jets are 10th. I know Pittsburgh and Miami are ahead of them. What has to happen for the Jets to magically get the eighth spot. And there are a few things, by the way. It's not as simple as go beat the Dolphins. They would need the Steelers to lose. Uh, they would need Tennessee to lose because you don't want Jacksonville coming back down for a wild card spot. So there's some complications here. Yes. But, yeah, they're alive. Now, <coughs> let's take our fandom aside for just a second. Yeah. You can't do that. Again, I mean, you cannot do that. I, I don't listen. Number one, I don't think the Bills and Bengals are going to play. So that's number one. No, no, but Craig, if they don't play, yeah. I, while maybe not ideal in terms of fairness and what to do with the standings, well, it's only not fair to a, a team like the Baltimore Ravens, who in theory, uh, if, they, the if they beat Cincinnati on Sunday, then they would want the Bengals and Bills to play because if the Bills beat Cincinnati, then the Ravens are division champions. No, to your point, by having them not play and not adding an eighth team, while it's unfair for a handful of teams, it doesn't affect as many teams as adding an eighth playoff spot would. I agree with that aspect, but you can't add an eighth playoff team days before you're about to play Week 18. You, you can't? can't? You can't do that. I mean, you can. You can, but you're you can. You're the NFL. You do whatever the hell you want. Well, you can do whatever you want, but do you think that's the, the most prudent choice? By Honestly. the way, it's it would probably be the most popular decision amongst the majority of clubs because it brings three, four teams that are currently out back in. Uh, so those, you know, for wealth, if it came down to, let's even say, the NFL owners took a vote, what do you think Woody Johnson's going to vote for? No. Right, but the, so what do the players say? Most of the players are going to say, I want to make the playoffs. Damn so right they they yes. Yeah. But do you think it's the right thing to do? I don't care if it's right or wrong. You tell me the Jets beat the Dolphins, we're in the playoffs, I'm in for it. I'm like, Let's go. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Look, I'll get into it too if it's announced, but I'm just saying right now, taking my Jet hat and taking it off for a second, you really shouldn't do this. Uh, I'm not saying you should do and it. And then it also means you got an eighth team for the NFC. Yes. So Rod Rivera was right the entire time. They haven't been eliminated. Uh, maybe they have not. But, of course, you know, they're playing a third-string quarterback. What's his name? Howell? 
Yeah, Sam Howell. Because uh, Taylor Heineke went to Rivera and said, look, I appreciate starting again, but if the game don't mean anything, let this kid get an NFL start. It'll be a great throw for him. Right? I'll be fine. I'll be in the league next year. I'm going to be a starter. Right. But I know I'm going to be fine. I'll be in the league. I mean, you talk about selflessness. Yeah, I love that. But it also changes a lot of plans. Like you mentioned, if they're not playing the game and they're not adding an eighth playoff team, the Baltimore Ravens have no reason to try. Yeah, it the changes division, a lot. The division race is over. So there's a lot of moving elements to this and what they're going to decide to do. I don't think the NFL's decided anything. I think the NFL's floating things out there just to see the reaction. Look, I still think the, the right answer, the most likely answer, is if it's for the division... Then they have to play the game next week. I don't care what day. Pick any day you want. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You eat up the off week before the Super Bowl, which apparently they're not uh, thrilled to want to do, and you just push everything back. Well, one thing to keep in mind is I had read over the last couple of days, really last couple of hours, because how many days has this gone back, that the Bills and the Bengals themselves really weren't keen on playing the game. Well, I can give you a little insight on that. Yeah. Because uh, someone close to me had talked to somebody on the Bengals. I'll mm-hmm. leave it at that. All right? And I told you off air. Um, apparently, the issue the Bengals players have is they would rather not play the Bills in prime time in their building. Because of what happened? Yeah. And the yes. reminding now, of it? you want to play in the afternoon, you want to play in a different place, there's a, a, I guess there's an eerie feeling about I totally get that. about going back there at nighttime. I, I but, mean, I got to respect that. But don't you think that things changed in the last few hours? Because you've got his health. His yes. Yeah, his, that's yeah. a huge deal. Because when the first thing he says is who won the game, yeah. that shows you that the athlete mentality was still there. Yeah. Even as he can't speak, even, even if he's sitting in a hospital, and don't you think that uplifts all his teammates yeah, I think. and the opponents to say, Wow, he's doing great. Yep. Yeah, let's play football. I think it ends any doubt about the Bills uh, being ready to play this Sunday against New England, which I know a lot of people kind of were thrown out there about the Bills aren't even practicing this week. And, you know, they have a lot of, as they should, mental health therapists there and professionals, and uh, no one's talking to the media and all that. The fact that you got the news we got, which I'm sure the Bills knew before we knew, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, changes the entire specter of all of it. If the kid's on life support right. and he's non-communicative and you're worried about your neurological problems and he may not pull through, whole different ballgame. Of course, that's why I know that one of the reactions people are going to have to him saying who won the game is, see, they shouldn't have stopped the game. No, no that's not right. No, it's not right because no. the players don't know this. They don't know what the outcome's going to be. Right. All they know is they saw their teammate, their friend, their brother collapse on a football field. They're not thinking, oh, let's go play football. He'll be fine. Now that it appears he is fine and there's been great progress well, over the still, last few hours. Well, he's still critical, but he's going in the right direction. Right, but there's yeah. been great progress. Yes. You would think that makes the players say, oh, let's, let's go. Let's go. Right. I agree. 100%. I agree. I just think the, the wrinkle of the postseason is just interesting. Now, it's interesting because we're Jet fans. Well, yes, of course <laughs> that's why it's interesting. And let's be fair. God forbid an eight seed upset a one seed, you would have people be screaming bloody murder in the city where the one seed, like, yo, give me a NFC. So let's say Seattle. Seattle right now is on the borderline. They're in Detroit, right? right. If Seattle wins, Detroit's out. Uh, then Green Bay, of course, they win, they're in. But it takes Seattle or Detroit. If either one of them was the eight seed, so they're on the outside looking in, they get in. The Eagles aren't right because Jalen Hurts is still banged up, 
and Seattle or Detroit goes to Philly and beats the Eagles. Oh, my God. The, the only... Can you imagine that? Yeah, I can, sort of. Because Got a rooting I, for it. I do have a retort to this, even though it's not a perfect comparison. So you can tell me it's not. Go. We have seen playoff formats change because of unprecedented circumstances. We saw it with the pandemic. We saw the NBA and the NHL completely reconfigure their postseason. We saw baseball completely reconfigure their postseason. In the strike of 81, they reconfigured their postseason. In the strike of 82 in the NFL, they completely reconfigured their postseason. Obviously, the circumstances are far different, and we were given more notice, which may be an impact here. We're getting two days' notice, three days' notice. But, Craig, it isn't unprecedented Right. For a league to say, hey, we've got to do things different because this happened. Yeah, uh, listen, you, sometimes crazy things happen. You have to react to them. My only issue is, Craig, two days, three days. Like, it is weird for teams to have been eliminated. They're done. They're making decisions as yeah. if they're done, like you said. And now they're told, oh, wait, you're still alive. You're still playing. You still can make the playoffs. I mean, there's a handful of cities that come immediately to mind that would not mind this news in both the AFC and the NFC. You know, it changes the entire specter of a couple of very important games. May I ask you a question? Like the New England Patriots, the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, the Detroit Lions, the Seattle Seahawks, Jacksonville or Tennessee, well, right? For us, let me ask you this. Yeah. The New York Jets beat the Dolphins on Sunday. They get all the other help they need. The Pittsburgh yes. Steelers lose. The Tennessee Titans lose, and they are the eighth team. And they are now playing the number one seeded Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. And they beat them. Oh, and all right. of a sudden, the Mike White magic is back. Oh, he's quarterback. Is there any part of you that feels dirty? No. Not at all. No. You told Giant fans six and ten isn't a real division. Six and ten was a joke. Yeah, this isn't? Yeah, but Giant fans wouldn't have felt dirty about Some it. Some did. Tommy Lugauer is a Giant fan, at least he claims no, to be. Stop. Said he didn't want to win the division. No, he said he's it. full of crap. He said it. If they'd gotten it, if they'd gotten into the playoffs and had a playoff game, which would have been a MetLife Stadium, he would have loved it. What's more legitimate? Winning a division at six and ten under the regular rules? Yes. Or making the playoffs and rules that were created seventy two hours before the final game winning of the season? Winning a division at six and ten. That's real. That's more real. I think so, yeah. That's less Fugazi. Yes. Yet you ripped the Giants a uh, year and a half ago for I that. I ripped Giant fans for being pissed off that Philly screwed them when you had a six-win season. You told them a six-win yeah. season isn't a real playoff season. It's here. a joke, a six-win season. Okay, would yeah. this be a real playoff season? Would eight and nine, when they just added an extra yeah. playoff spot yeah. three days before the week started, yeah. would that be real in your As mind? As a wild-card team and not a division winner, you bet your ass it would and be. And then they go on a run. And then the Jets go on a magical run, which would never happen because we suck. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome, which is my point. Uh, assuming Mike Florio got this from a league source, and I like Mike a great deal, uh, then I would say if it came down to a vote, I think it's an easy vote. Because every team on the bubble is going to vote yes, <laughs> right? So who's against it then? Just us as sports well, fans who I don't mean, think I it's think right? If you're, if you're Kansas City, if you're Philadelphia, if you're a team that's still vying for the one seed, you wouldn't be in favor of it because you're losing your edge. You're losing the advantage of having a great regular season. So I can see them saying F no. Yeah. yeah but if you're Makes a, sense to me. But if you're a team that's not necessarily going to get the one seed – which is well, everybody take, but two take, teams. Take Chicago for a minute. Right. Chicago's out of it. They got doesn't, three wins. Doesn't matter. What, how would they vote? Uh, they don't give a rat's ass. Doesn't affect them at all. Well, the right? owners, 
The owners would probably yeah. like it because it means an extra revenue, playoff game. More revenue for the league? Yeah, like if it was up not, to the Not NFL, substantial, but I got you. I, why wouldn't it be substantial? Like, I don't think when the, when the money finally got down to each individual team, compared to what they're making anyway, I don't think that extra game would be substantial. It doesn't matter. It's more money. So yeah. based on that, wouldn't every league owner say it's two more playoff games? Great, let's go. Uh, I don't think if you're one or two vying for a one seed... I can't see you saying I'm in. Yeah, but the majority of teams aren't Correct. vying for the two or one seed. I agree. So I'm, look, I'm just like following Cincinnati, the ball here. Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia, uh, San Francisco, Dallas. I can see them all saying after that. Okay, but the majority of owners would say, "Sure, why not? Why not?" Now to the players, would the majority of players say, "Great, let's go"? Again, I think it would go again go along the same exact lines. And so the majority, yes. But there are more teams that would benefit from it, which means there right. are more players that would benefit from it. So then wouldn't logically logic tell you that the owners and players would say, let's do it? Yeah, now, the rub in that, of course, is uh, the commissioner, I think, in this regard is the czar. He's a dictator. Right. In this regard. No, they need the Players Association approval. PA would have to say yes to it. They need the PA approval. Yes. And why wouldn't the PA say yes? Well, that's my question. Would yeah. they say no? I would think the Players Association would say yes because guys make bonuses on the playoffs, more opportunity to be in the playoffs. Um, so even if they said yes, I still think the commissioner has the final stamp on it. You want the right integrity, too. I mean, do, do, do you, though? Yes. Do you? Do you think Justin want- Jefferson slammed his helmet to uh, a referee's don't, head don't do this. and nobody fined him or suspended don't him? But we want integrity. Go ahead. Do you think it's good if an HC goes on a run and gets to a Super Bowl? I don't think it's bad. You don't think it's bad? No. They just allowed the team in yeah. five minutes ago. I think it becomes a it... great movie afterwards, oh. not starring Kevin James. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think it's great. I you know, know why? Because then from this point on, every eight seed, because they, they will never go back to seven. Well, that's that's the right. other reason I'd be against it as a fan. As you never go as, back. As much as as a Jet fan, you want to dream about being in the postseason. No, because then be like, how great was it having an eight seed? We yeah. should always do this. Right. And then the, from the future, now you go, hey. An eight seed has a legitimate chance of winning a Super Bowl. Like when the Giants won the Super Bowl as a wild card. You know, but prior to that, was it one wild card Super Bowl champ, two, whatever it was, right? Ooh, you mean a wild card team could really So we're going to expand the playoffs forever. Well, I mean, to eight, and then we stop. Oh, then we stop. Yeah, eight's until there's, good. Until, until the Jets are nine. Until there's something else a decade from now, and then we go to nine, yeah. and then before you know it, there's no regular season. Let's just put everybody in the playoffs. Isn't that the NBA? <laughs> Almost. I mean, we're going in that direction, right? Yeah, yeah you still miss the playoffs yeah. every year. Yeah, but. Once they oh. put that midseason tournament in, we are in like <laughs> Flynn, baby. We are going to win a lot of those midseason tournaments, buddy. All right, listen, uh, let's get your take on all of it. It's fascinating stuff. 877-337-6666. The good news, the great news, is that uh, DeMar Hamlin is has made substantial improvement. He is communicating by writing. There was a report that he was speaking. He's not. He still has a breathing tube in. But regardless, he's uh, cognitively able to have conversation and understand words and write back, uh, and that that's all great. And as Evan said, that news today completely changes now the specter of games this weekend and beyond because now it's not this pale of, oh, my God, he might die. Now it's, oh, my God, he's going to make it. Let's go play some football, mm. right? Yeah. And that's how I see it. So uh, I think that's great. And for those of you that have followed this story or participated in it by, you know, Venmoing money to the foundation or just being hip to everything going on, well, you know, this is great. great, and, what, great, great. and you talked about this the last few days about how those men and women on the sidelines oh. saved his life. 
There's a name attached to it. The guy that gave him CPR is the Bills' assistant athletic trainer, Danny Kellington. And Albert Breer was tweeting it out that his speed of getting over there and the skill of administering CPR was a big part of why he's alive. These guys are absolute heroes. Yeah, and they don't think of themselves that way. You know, if you're a firefighter, a cop, an EMT, an ambulance, uh, you know, professional, um, yeah, this is what you do. Yeah, this is what you sign up for. It's what you do. Like, you know, we go to work and talk. You go to work and save lives. So I'm sure he doesn't think anything special about what he did. It's what he's trained to do. But you're right. He did it. And one of the things the doctors also said is that he lost his pulse on the field. He received CPR, and then within minutes, his heartbeat was restored. So he was saved. That's the guy. On that football field. That, what's the, the guy's name again that did the assistant trainer? Uh, the guy's name is uh, Danny Kellington. Danny Kellington. Danny Kellington, the Bills' assistant athletic trainer, and he sprinted out there and was the one who performed CPR on him. I'm getting chills thinking about that. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, Like, that guy is, when, you know, I can't wait to watch this Bills-New England game because, number one, it's a great crowd anyway. They're among the best fans in football, right? And my gut is now that he's out of the, the major woods, still critical, but out of the major woods where... You know, he can communicate. He's breathing more on his own. Not completely, though. They're going to introduce this Kellington. Oh, yeah. That's going to be, you're going to, how do you not cry? Like, I feel it right now, like, wanting to well up when I hear that. And that's a guy you put, you know, I think the Buffalo Bills have one non-player in their ring of honor. It's it's uh, uh, Von Miller, who's the longtime radio voice of the Buffalo Bills. Um, you put this guy in the ring oh, of honor. No he's a hero. Right? That's a no-brainer. And I'm sure there are others that were on the sideline. That's the first name yeah, I've all seen. Of them. I guess collectively you put like everybody. Uh, you put like whatever the the symbol is for healthcare. Yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah, band-aid yeah, yeah. of the thing is. Yeah, you're right. Not just him. They saved his you know, life. His job was CPR. Their other right. job. Someone had to innovate him. Sure. Someone had to you know uh, get the oxygen bag. They all belong there. Uh, that is going to be an emotional moment. I can't wait to watch on Sunday when they get to ready to, to play the Patriots and beat them by 30. I hope so. Yeah, because it knocks the new Patriots out <laughs> of the playoffs, man. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Carton and Roberts on the fan of Rooney. God knows you weren't making that top 200 the, list. The fan, by that top 200 list, I've still not looked at it, but just from the names that you guys put out, that's for Gazy. And this is Rolling Stone put it out? Yeah, yep. that's so stupid. Anyway. Have we ever figured out where Carrie Underwood uh, was on this list? I really need I to know. I don't know if she's on it. Oh, that's a disgrace. Uh, it's a disgrace. She's not really I'm with a you. great singer. You know, that is, she, dude, you got to stop. You don't know Here what comes you're talking the about. Word about. Have you heard her sing? How could you say she doesn't have a great voice? A lot of people have good voices, Evan. Yeah, I mean, she's good enough to make an album and be successful, but she's not, you know. Oh, you, you guys are just lost. You're just freaking lost. But you have to, Evan, you know, like, if I was... Here's the thing. For yeah, you. go ahead. What, you like you like who you like, and not, no one should tell you not to like who you like. Oh, all thanks. good. Gee golly. But you know, I you're not asking me to rank the top 200 all time National League East lefties, <laughs> right? So you're saying that's the equivalent. So of maybe me. allow us to do this one, and you have your favorites, and you should have your favorites. But hold on, but you Craig, com- you being critical, Craig, 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 Craig. Uh, seems Craig. like a little crazy. May I counter with something? Yeah, of course you can. What ability yeah. does it take to just listen to a voice and have an opinion on if it's good, great, or bad? Because you're tone deaf. What? Yeah. I'm you are tone deaf. No, I'm someone who hears music. Yeah. I like a voice. I don't like a voice. You're yeah. tone deaf. I'm sorry. There, there is things to consider. Like what? Ra- range, uh, ability to you know, scream, sing, do different things with their voices. You just, you have no idea about anything music-wise. No, I don't. You turn on it, you, you like it. You know, she sings the... The song for the football Sunday. She's great. Right. I love her. So it's she's got really, a great voice. It's Jesus Take the Wheel. That's the best song. Well, or, okay. And yeah, to be fair, it's about the guy cheating it's a great on her. song. Yeah. But to be fair, there's also people on this list we've never heard of. Of course. Right? So then, you're not, so then you're not so that much of an expert. this list is trying to be like a little woke in picking people from certain types of music so that they're well represented that we've never heard of. Like, I never heard of Anoni. Yeah. So does that mean that person so doesn't know, have a good voice? Say, no, it does. I'm just saying, like, yeah, we only, we think in a pop culture world, you know, like, you know, country music, R&B, rock, you know, standards. We're not thinking opera. Yeah. We're not thinking oh, some other no. fugazi yeah, type of yeah, deal. Popular music. Right? She's 158. Yeah. Carrie Underwood, huh? 158. Oh, oh excuse me. So she's on the list. She's on the list. She's on the list. Apologize. Yeah, I that she's on there and Celine Dion is not. to apologize for. Apologize. I said she wasn't top 25. What a valid list. The list is very valid. I give them respect. May not disagree. May not agree with everything. Yeah. But they got the, the list right. is not valid. No, it's very valid. Beyonce's not the eighth greatest singer of all no, time. Yeah. That's a travesty. I agree. She's top 20. Maybe not top 10. <laughs> she's not even top 20. You're telling me just for, I'll give you an example. Beyonce is a better singer than Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys is very good. So at least I'll give you the same error, right? Alicia Keys is very good. Alicia Keys is three times a better singer, just pure singer. We're not talking about style. We're not talking about album sales. Alicia Keys is We're talking about just close your eyes and listen. No, you picked a good one. All right. What number is And they're contemporaries. No, she's excellent. What number is she? So Beyonce is the eighth, you said, right? Yes. Alicia Keys is 185th. Yeah, that's a Tell me one. that list isn't for Gazy. Yeah, Thank you. It's a little off. Beyonce can hold Alicia Keys jockstrap Alicia Keys. in a singing competition. Alicia Keys may be top 10. And by the way, if you want to see one of the great all-time performances, watch Alicia Keys open the Grammys a couple years ago when she's playing simultaneous pianos and singing clips of great songs. <laughs> I love Alicia Keys. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, she's Come great. On. I actually agree with you. Yeah, that. there you go. All right. And that they're contemporary, so you can't. We're not talking eras. You know, like, you know, Motown versus 50s rock versus classic rock of the 60s into your know, disco type music of the 70s. And then, you know, the, the non-piano synthesizers of the 80s. Contemporaries. Where's Millie Vanilli on this list? Where is Millie Vanilli <laughs> on this list? That's right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to know who those real people were singing. I might put them on the list. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad Sam Cook's there. I, I agree with that. Anyway, Lana Del Rey's ahead of Alicia Keys. You're out of your effing mind. <laughs> like what? And again, that's why they do it. So people go bicker about it. Of course, it. that's what all these lists are. Yeah, they haven't done it since uh, 2008. So I guess what's that? Six, fifteen years in between lists. That's why you made. That's me, why Billy Eilish is on the list. That's why you made me come up with a list of Mount Billie Rushmore Eilish, fan she moments. Her songs, and now she's a great singer. But it's why you made me come up with this Mount Rushmore fan moments. I'm getting a tons of tweets with people arguing. It's yeah. got to be this moment. It's got to be All that right, so moment. So give me what do you got, real quick. Uh, Mount Rushmore. We're not talking about sporting events. Mount Rushmore fan moments. WFAN moments. Of the last 15 years, so starting moment, in 2007. The moment I'm putting up there is is, is you guys debuting. That was big. I mean, the Don Imus was the Boomer and Carton. Yep, Boomer and Carton. I was here. I would agree with that. Working with Joe, and even before that, listening to the station. Like, the idea of anything but Imus on in the morning was crazy talk. Yeah. So I think that just you guys signing on was a major okay. thing. So Boomer and Carton starting one. Go ahead. Number one. Now, there's no, there really isn't any dog moment because... He was gone within a year of me being here. That's right. So I don't have anything for dog, no offense. Mike's return in which he just acts like everything's normal. I'm back. All right, so I'm back. We'll address that later. Anyhow, the Yankee bullpen. Uh, let's get to it. Okay. That's up there. All right. Mike's return. The third one up there. And I agree because the departure was a year-long event. Right? We couldn't have yeah. made a bigger mockery and, uh, you know, I'm picking the caller who asked Mike about Giants and Giants hanging out. All right. And my fourth moment is the most underrated moment in FAN history. And while I was there, I didn't have any involvement in it. Me okay? walking across the bridge? No. Oh. I mean, that, okay. Pretty, pretty big. Right. 10,000 people showed up. It was uh, late at night. Nobody was listening. But Beningo and I did a show from the Chargers press box right after the Jets beat the Chargers. Okay. And I love my old partner. And I used to listen to him back in the day. His rant, and I didn't say a word because sometimes, Craig, you got to know when to shut up. I agree. And I know sometimes. Even with you, I know. He went on a rant about beating the Chargers. That was one of the most epic things I'd ever heard in my life. And that's up there whether you've ever heard the rant or not. I've so never heard it. I put that. Okay. I put Mike's return. I put the giant, giant caller, and I put the debut of Boomer and Carton. That's my Mount Rushmore. Good day, sir. I think you got to take that rant out because if we've never heard it, how can it be a Mount Rushmore moment? I have another one, but this is going to ruffle some feathers. Okay. Go ahead. I apologize. You weren't here for this. There was a time in which Mike called up Boomer and Geo and – Embarrassed them on their show. Yes. Do you I'm remember about this? I, I've, I've seen it. I've and I feel it. bad bringing it up, but it happened. Yes. It was what it was. Yes. And he just took over their show and yelled Basically at them. called into their show, told them to shut up. It was his turn to talk. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they did. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Yeah. I got some notes on that one. <laughs> you got some notes yeah. on Never would have happened if Carton was still here. One of those deals. Yeah. yeah that was pretty epic. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty good. I got to put that one up there. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Do you guys have any uh, different ones that uh, from your experience or no? Yeah, I have a few from Mike that uh, Evan missed. Of course, turn my mic on. Right. Yes, classic. Right now, was. right now, where Evan's right talking now. about Lionel Hollins being the coach of the Nets. That was on our show. Yeah. He was breaking into Beningo and I. Yeah. I was talking about Lionel Hollins being the net head coach, and he wanted to break news that the Rangers had fired Tortorella. Tortorella. Guys, you stole mine. Gone. That's one of my favorites. And then Darrell Revis <laughs> hanging up on Mike. So it's all Mike. Well, I'm just saying all you night. missed a lot of yeah. Mike ones. Oh, I thought point. you worked on our show back then. <laughs> no? And uh, taking did, a yeah. milk bath courtesy of Craig. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, do you have one over there or no? No? Not surprised. Yeah. Huh? Is trying that to a think. new report or an old report? That That's, was yeah. that was an interesting day. That yeah. was a good one, right? That was an interesting day. Yeah, he must have been a lot of fun to be around with after that. Yeah. After he realized that he got you know, yeah. a little embarrassed on that one, huh? I just remember him Put coming in. Mike on! I was yeah. like, where did he stink uh, right now? Craig, there's another one. I was like, one. where did he get that from? There's another one I didn't want to bring up because yeah. I love Joe. <laughs> and I don't think he wants me to bring it up, but I showed him a picture once. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> yeah. I know this story. This is a great story. The Caitlyn Jenner story, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a top moment. I yeah. showed him a picture of Caitlyn Jenner and he didn't know. Yeah, and he was yeah. You know, wow, very attractive. Isn't there another one with Joe where I think Gio invented a stat? Yeah, that you know, yeah, that I was I was part of that. That's too. a big Flump. one too. Yes, Gio was filling in for me. So it was before he was doing mornings. He filled in for me. Was with Joe. Yeah, and came in and said, "Oh, you got to hear about this new stat." It was called and Flump. 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 There you was go. that connected though to Gio also fooling him with? The new technology of, like, he came up with these crazy things that are clearly not true at baseball right. stadiums. And Joe was just buying it. Like, right. really? No. Yeah. So there's an air pack you yes. can wear to hover over the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> so there's going to be holograms of great Mets in the outfield. Okay. Yes. I mean, who cares? That was a good one, too. That, yeah. That's pretty funny. Someone called in, uh, someone called in Summers pretending to be, uh, Mets ownership. I'm losing my mind. Jeff Wilpon. Jeff Wilpon. Yeah. Because Steve was on this kick about how the the stadium is Dodger blue, nothing's Mets, yeah. blah blah. And so he called up to give all these explanations for why the stadium was it was. And he was like, "Well, why isn't there no blue there? Well, we felt like there was enough blue in the sky." <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess you're right. There was also a caller to Steve, and this guy was brilliant because he did this a while for with people, but he could only get it away with certain people. Wouldn't be able to get away with it with you or even me. But with Stevie was, he played clips of Steve to Steve. Oh, talking to himself? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he'd be like, all right, let's go to Steve on Long Island. Steve, <laughs> no, Steve in Summers, New Jersey. Steve yeah. in Summers, New Jersey. And he'd be like, hi, well, you know, the Mets are, yeah, he would just give opinions. I go back and he'd yeah. back and forth to himself. And Steve went for a while with it. Like, he was talking to this That's guy. That's pretty funny. All right, the Jets have raised the ticket prices apparently across the board after another collapse. Alex is in New Jersey. Alex, what's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. I was actually calling about the Jets and yep. also um, a Francesca thing, too, to make yeah. it out rush more. Sure. So um, right after they beat the Lions – I'm sorry, not the Lions. I wish they beat the Lions. Right after they won the Bears game, yeah. it was on Twitter that they raised the, the prices. So I called my uh, ticket hold, my agent, because we don't get the paper invoices anymore. It goes right into your portal. Right. And he confirmed that it was a raise. So it went up. mine went up about 11%. So it went up about $400 over the 10 games for the four tickets. So it's like $10 a ticket per game for 10 games. Got it. Um, so it wasn't that bad. They haven't raised tickets since, I think, when Bowles was the coach. But they did raise pricing for parking just before COVID, which 
Well, they, 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 raised, they raised prices since Bowls was there, but if I remember correctly, they specifically didn't raise prices in the upper bowls. Right. And that was their defense. Right. Like, look, to the real blue-collar fan who's spending mm-hmm. a little bit less per seat, we're going to leave you guys alone, but we're going to jack up the tickets for people we think can afford it, something like that. Right, right. I mean, it, I have to say, compared to other teams, it hasn't been that bad. Just after going – Seven and three, you're like, all right, you know, I'll, you know, that's the problem. Yeah, fine, we'll take the increase. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, it backfired on him because the, you don't notice it at seven and three. You notice it at seven and nine. When teams are good in this yeah. town, you know, we, we obviously we don't want our prices raised on us, but it causes less of a hubbula. When yeah. it's, or better than that, when your team spends a lot of money, aka Steve Cohen, yeah. there's not a Met fan out there that's going to have the balls to complain. You're right. If their ticket prices are up five bucks, no, you're right. That's the difference, and so the Jets struggling has kind of reignited the story. Yeah. What's your uh, What's your Mount Rushmore moment? So I used to listen to Mike during the afternoon, and it was that snowstorm, Nemo, that was coming through the East Coast. Yeah. And I think all you guys had to go to Connecticut to one of the uh, places to do a show. Snowball. And he was like, "I'm on the West. I'm on the Weather Channel, and they're saying four inches, and this is blown out of proportion." Meanwhile, you fast forward four hours. And people stranded on I do remember that. He, I remember that he was uh, downplaying the storm. They always get it wrong, okay? Uh, and that was the whole thing about how great he was with a snowblower. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. all wrong. And it was like the biggest storm of the century. And they're yep. like, yeah, once again, the mush uh, you know, took a hold. I give my yes. credit. He's dominating the Mount Rushmore right yeah, now. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's in there. <laughs> and we forgot the biggest one. Yeah, well, there is God, the, the sleeping one. Falling asleep on the yeah, air with that. Sweeney calling or a few other times. Too. Yeah, no, the Sweeney yeah, one. That's Sweeney the, one? Yeah, yeah. There is a, a Mike moment that, to my knowledge, has never aired publicly before. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Yes. What are you going to do now? No, no. I'm just saying there is a Mike moment that has never aired publicly that I'm aware of. Oh, boy. What do you mean, oh, I'm, boy? I am so excited to hear yeah. what you're going to say. So, there so was, is Barrett Sports Media. They're excited, too. Uh, I'm just saying there was a... Okay, and I won't say it, though. No, no, say no, it. No, no, I'm not going to say it. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Now you made it awkward. Why did I make it awkward? No, nah, because now, like, you, you, put, you popped up your chair. It's like you sat at a tent. You're like, ooh, this is going to be a good one. You got me excited. Yeah, there's... It, because it's a mic moment, but it didn't happen on the radio station. All right, go ahead. But there is a recording of it, and I've heard it. So? But it didn't happen here. Uh, that's okay. Tell us. It did happen, however, during a storm where half of Long Island lost its power. What? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people make phone calls and make demands. <laughs> so what was the phone call and demand? What happened? Put my power on. You know, you know the bad cliche of when people who are well-known drop the old, do you know who I am line? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You heard this? I, I've heard the call. How do you, how yes. have you heard the call? That, how I heard the call is not important. <laughs> what does that mean? What's important is that I've heard the call. You heard a call. I know for a fact the call took place. I've heard the call as many Long Islanders are struggling <laughs> with, with their power being out. Somebody was concerned. I don't know who that person might have been with uh, the ability to heat their pool. Oh, God. Stop. And there was a do you know who I am line might, used? Might have been. <laughs> Unconfirmed, of course. <laughs> Jeez. Here's uh, Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, what's going on? Hey, guys. How's it going? Man? Doing fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. 
So listen, Ev, I think you just do it on spite just to get to me, I think, with the, with the, with the Jets. Yeah. The I do Jets something list, just okay, to get to you. Them, okay. Yeah, Evan doesn't like you. Them number one, a number two pick, right? Yeah. He's your quarterback for two years, and he played like he got hurt in both years. And you're giving up on the guy? Yeah, I'm done with him. Okay. Now, here's the other thing, too. Would you argue that he had a better year this year than he did last year? No. Did he not improve? No, he did not. He was better last year, especially in the second half of the season when he did show improvement. Uh, he was okay. better last year than this year, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. So, not to me. I don't know what you feel. No, no, you know what? Let me, but, let me clarify that, Artie, because yeah. the reason I lean towards last year is that I thought when he came back from his injury – his second half was good, and I saw legitimate improvements, while this year is sort of the opposite. Like, when he first came back, he played reasonably well. They were winning games, but the close to his season was so bad. So, yeah, I guess if you're looking at the totality of the two seasons, the 13 games last year, the nine games this year, I'm sure the numbers come out to being pretty similar. But I think the reason I I lean towards last year was that he closed in a way that made me believe, while this year he closed by being benched for Chris Strebler. How about that? He, he got all right. Listen, he, I, I understand he like head wise is like totally out of. He lost his confidence and everything like that. But talent wise, you can't argue why they drafted him. Jamarcus Russell had great tools too. Jamarcus Russell had great tools too. Jamarcus Russell quarterback for three years. Yeah, and I and and he did. And the and the and the thing is, I haven't seen Jamarcus Russell, but I can guarantee you, he didn't have games. Like Zach Wilson had games. He didn't have throws like Zach Wilson had throws. Okay, I, the last game, the second to last game against Detroit, he left that field with a lead. With a lead. Yeah. And now it's considered a Yeah, but already let me ask you a question. I mean, you've seen every Jet game. You've seen every yeah. snap the kid's taken. Have you, have, what have you seen that you would accept as a Jet fan, this kid being given another chance to ruin our franchise for another okay. year? For me, next year, they got to get Jimmy G, but I'm saying that you can't just, like, let him go. Yeah, why not? If you see you, so here, you're halfway home. You're willing no. to bring in the veteran guy to be the starting quarterback, so right. why why keep Zach Wilson around at all, for everybody's sake? Because I'm, because I'm afraid you release him, and he's going somewhere else. Yeah, but that's okay. not, but you can't be afraid of him. Like, Sam Darnold had a good last six weeks. Are you bothered by that? No, because I know that that Wilson's much more talented. Than yeah, but you him. don't know that, and I uh, thought that I, too. I bought into that. Sam was better than Zach, and it wasn't close. Yeah, and I got to own that. I thought Zach was going to be better. I thought Sam was one of the worst quarterbacks I ever saw. So the two years of Sam Donald, the first two years of Sam Donald, and the first two years of Zach Wilson, who was better? Who was better? I mean, Sam Donald is a professional NFL quarterback, and he proved bro, it again bro, this bro. year. It's not close. Okay, we'll all make it easy for ourselves. Sam Darnold, in his first two years in the NFL, threw 36 touchdown passes. Zach Wilson's thrown how many? Like, Sam Darnold, through two years, was a far better quarterback than Zach Wilson. Yes. It was not close. Okay? I I don't even think this is a debatable thing. Now, in terms of his idea, this is a little different. Because he said, I want Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, if you're signing Jimmy Garoppolo, he's your starter. Right. So you want to have Zach in his third year sit and watch. I'll tell you what Zach Wilson needs, in my opinion. If his career is salvageable, maybe it is. He, uh, A, needs to be out of New York. I think that's very clear. And B, you got to surround him with people like Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, guys who have proven to be really good at what they do from a standpoint of developing guys. 
like Kyle Shanahan, what he's done just with Brock Purdy. You see it every week now, right? Right, right. That's a guy where you could flourish. Baker Mayfield well, has played much better football in three weeks I, with McVay than he has with anybody else. But I don't believe, and this is the other part of this, that the Jets are in a position to wait. They have a really good young roster that for now is cheap. Sauce Gardner is not making a ton of money. Not just that. Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, they're all not making a ton of money. Don't you have to hit now? Yeah, and it's the point you're getting at. Uh, you know, Matt Sims was saying to me today, and we all get it, the window to win in the NFL is that big. Right, and look at the jet window right now. Yep. They have a lot of talent that are not making big money. If they're as good as we all think they are based on their rookie seasons, Garrett Wilson's going to make a lot of money. That's right. Sauce Gardner's going to make a lot of money. AVT went healthy. Brees Hall, they're all going to make a lot of money. So I don't believe the Jets are in a position to say, well, let's just keep developing Zach. Let's see what happens. I think the Jets are in a position to win, and you do that by bringing in a veteran quarterback. So I, I get there are people on the other side. I respect other views here, but I strongly disagree that I would even consider running it back with a complete unknown who fell on his freaking face in his second year. And if he's successful elsewhere, Craig, good for him. To me, this team needs a veteran quarterback and a chance to win now. Yeah, because we're wasting opportunities. Like, we have a small opportunity right now with an above-average defense. We probably overstated how good the defense was. They probably have overstated how good they think they are based on, you know, the lack of turnovers and not coming up big in big spots. But we have a small window right now where we got everybody under contract. Uh, we can afford to bring more players in here. We have a legitimate talent at wide receiver, right? We've got some depth at tight end. I don't love them, but we got depth at tight end. We don't have a great offensive line, but if you have a legitimate veteran quarterback, it's no debate that the New York Jets are in the playoffs, and that would have happened four weeks ago. Yeah, I think the debate for this offseason is which veteran quarterback, and I welcome that debate. I think it's an interesting one. I've already started compiling my list. I gave Craig the assignment. He hasn't compiled it yet. Hopefully he will. But I'm putting my list together. List of what? And I'm checking it twice. What list is this now? The list of quarterback targets and how I would rank them. Veteran quarterbacks. Yeah, but there's like, no joke, a dozen of them. Yeah, I wrote down 20 names. That's oh, your point. Oh, come on, how, how deep do you want me to go? I'll do it, but I'm not going 20 deep. That's Why not? cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Why, why wouldn't you do it? Do you care about the Jet quarterback position? I do, but I'm not, if I get to 18, 19, or 20, like, we messed up. Is why? that not fair? What does that mean? Because our situation should be the situation that one of the top five guys want to come to. No, no, because you may not be said. able to get one of the top Why five not? guys. Why because not? Lamar Jackson, who to me would be the number one target, 100%. is probably going to be franchised or will sign a long-term deal to with be the traded. Ravens. He's not getting a long-term deal. That's obvious now. I don't know that. I think that's why he's not playing this So week. he's gone. In my opinion, Lamar Jackson, outside of this year, never plays another game for the Baltimore then that's, Ravens. Then, that, then the conversation is over as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Despite the injury risks that come with it, I would take the risk yeah. of shipping every first-round pick I have and saying, let's go. Seven I'll take years, my 240, chances. let's done. go. Done. Half of it guaranteed, whatever the number so is. So then there's no discussion. Done and done. So you and I are on the same page. That's it. Yeah, We're and done. there's no 1A. That's your guy right there. No, I agree, but if it doesn't happen. Oh, now i got to start putting my list together. Well, that's but here's the, the problem. I don't have a pen. I got my list. I'll give you the names. No, no, I don't want to hear. No, because no, don't. There's do no that. order. It's random no, names. No, I know all the names. Don't give me the names. You don't know. And all you names. gotta order it. You no, I didn't order oh, it. Oh, you have to. order it. I haven't it. done it yet. I told you I'm working well, then on my don't list. Don't do it. Because you just asked me to do it. Yeah, but you don't know who's available. You're damn right, I. You do. know the free agents, like the free agents we what all mean, know. I don't know who's available. I know everybody who's available. <laughs> do you? Yeah, I do. 
That's right. And there are some guys I may consider that you won't and vice versa. Yeah, but I don't want to hear your list yet. I don't want to hear your list until you have it. I don't even have a pen. And I've asked three times. The guy's got no problem stealing <laughs> hats from my office, but he can't find me a pen. Yeah, and you don't wear snapback hats backwards. You know better than That's that. That's his thing, dude. Come on, you know better than that. That's his style. No, nah, but no, you want to produce this show, you can't wear a hat like that. What made you flip on Lamar, by the way? Because you used I've always to... wanted Lamar. Oh, no, you mean leaving and... Baltimore? I had mentioned Lamar months ago, actually. Yeah. It was opening day, and it was about the Giants. Because I didn't believe Daniel opening was the day. guy, and I'd take the L for that one. Yes, you got it. Do you remember you what we said? Daniel Jones. Remember what we said? Well, I don't know. No, we said that about Saquon after week one. I said, trade him. <laughs> well, I take my L. Here's but what I, cause you I, always said Lamar's yeah. not an option. Yeah, well, it is now. Why? Because I think it's gone south very quickly there. And I'll tell you why. First off, Harbaugh, for the first time ever, yesterday came out and said, I don't even want to talk about the situation. All right, number one. Number two, his injury was a one- to two-week injury. Mm-hmm. Now it's six to eight weeks. So what do you think's going on? Right? I think Lamar Jackson is pissed off. At what? And this the contract team, situation? Yeah, yeah. And he never came out and said, I'm threatening to you know, hold out or anything. I did everything the right way publicly. And their offense is scoring half the amount of points. We all know how bad it is with Huntley, right? And all he keeps hearing is we run the offense the same way. There's no drop-off. Huntley's the guy, blah, blah, blah. And they suck, right? They're in the playoffs, but they're not doing anything with Huntley. Lamar's their quarterback. They're a Super Bowl threat, in my opinion. Yeah, but what's your conspiracy? Here's my conspiracy. Yeah, go ahead. Lamar Jackson has a legitimate PCL injury, which he's, he could play with if this were a Super Bowl or playoff game. This is him making a point. I ain't coming back. You think you can win with Huntley? Go ahead. Feel free. I give you every opportunity to do right by me contract-wise. I don't buy now that. Now I see a kid almost die I on the field. I don't buy that. I'm not playing again for you I don't until I get the bag. So you won't play in the playoffs either because they're in the playoffs. I know. He's not going to play in the playoffs. I think it's on the table. Because he's choosing to do this kind of silent holdout late in the season to send the message. My knee hurts. No shot. My knee's not right. Disagree. Okay. And by the I'm way. Say, I have to be right. By the way, let's say you're right. Yeah. You want that guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're damn right I do. <laughs> I do too. A guy that forces his way out of Baltimore to come here. I don't care what he says or lies to them about. It's like when James Harden eventually got here and was playing. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, remember how, remember, you know, I'll tell you what's funny. And I one day I got to talk to Harden about that. I think he had a fat suit on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because remember how fat he looked uh, the last couple of days yeah, in Houston? You know what the difference is, though, between and what he's James... he's a thick guy anyway, but... And the difference between Harden and Lamar, where I can't buy that, is that he was on a team going nowhere. It's easy to Harden. do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lamar Jackson is a competitor. Yeah. And the thing holding him back from being a great, great quarterback is winning. That's the ultimate. Like, the ultimate bleep you to everyone who's doubted him is, oh, win. I can't win a Super Bowl? Right. Watch me do it. And the Ravens, while they're not a favorite going into the playoffs, I no. understand that. They're in the tournament. They have a shot. By the way, if he's playing, they have a chance to go to a Super That's Bowl. That's why I don't buy that he would do that. Well, maybe he's just going to do it for one more regular season game, then miraculously be ready for the wild card round, assuming they don't win the division. But they, they're they not beating the Bengals with Huntley. Well, look, the one thing we agree right? on, and I think most Jet fans would not all, is that That's my that would, of course, be the dream scenario. For the Jets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you the, make a quarterback list, that's 100%. what you're saying. Yeah. By the way, if I'm the New York Giants, as good as Danny Jones has played, I want him too. You're always looking to upgrade. Yeah, that's no, interesting. And by the way, if I the Giants went after him, I'd tell the Jets to go get Danny Jones. I'm good. Well, I think he's they, on my list he's, too. He's on my list. He's on my list. He's on my list. No, he's on my list. How high is Tom Brady on your list? Tom Brady's not coming here. That, that's not the, that's not the point of the list. Oh, he's, the yeah. list isn't oh. for you to decide who's coming here and oh. not coming here. It's who you would target. Oh. So Lamar's your number one. Lamar's my number one. Who's your number two? And if you don't say Aaron Rodgers, 
I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. Well, that's not fair. Why? You can't criticize the list before I say the list. Who do you have over Aaron Rodgers? But that, that before I say that, you can't criticize the list before I say it. I preemptively did. No, but that's not allowed in this game. I can say Plus whatever I, I want. You already said you didn't make an order. I didn't. You make just an said order. you had names. I correct. Now you have an order. Now well, you've just given me one or two, but you said two I, minutes ago, I haven't put them in I order I haven't yet. put in order, but I know. Well, how do you know who's one and two? Because I know off the top of my head, yeah. it's Lamar Jackson one, yeah. Aaron Rodgers two. Where do you have Tom Brady? You probably don't even have him on your list. No, he's on my list. I'm debating. You know who I'm really high on? Very high on. And he's got two years left on his contract at about $50 million, so it's a very you reasonable deal. can include guys like that. Absolutely you can. I'm putting guys who somewhat realistically may be dealt, who may well be available. It's not just free agents. Aaron Rodgers isn't a free agent. Why is he That's on the true. list? You're right. Derek that, Carr. Derek Carr's not a free agent. He will be, or he'll yeah. be traded. The guy I'm intrigued by, and Big Mac, I think, brought his name up, so I'll give him some credit. Oh, well, there goes that. Jared Goff. I'm intrigued by Jared Goff. Jared Goff has an out. He can get out of his contract. Does he? Uh-huh. Has I a think $10 the, million dollar out. I think the Lions have an out. That's the way I read it. Okay, and if is, I know for a fact there's an out that cost them $10 million on the cap. Yes, I think it's the I'm Lions. I'm not sure whose it is, but I there's think an it's out. the Lions, and I don't think they would. I think they would trade him if they say, hey, got look, it. guy's got value. So basically, his deal, I looked at it. There's an out. If they don't take the out, then it's two more years on the deal. Two years, 52. Like, yeah, there you go. Okay. Which, by the way, for a quarterback? Well, that's not a mutual out. I thought that was uh, it could either way. I'm not I sure. could be wrong Maybe about it. I thought the way I read it. Fair enough. I think is it's a lion out, and it's up to the Lions. And they they're not saying, getting rid of Jack Goff. It's on them. Well, they could. No, I'm saying, but they're, they're having a renaissance here. Yeah. I mean, and they're alive for the playoffs. If Jared so. got, no, no, at the end of the season, yeah. off season, they're evaluating, where do we go from here? Yeah. They could say, well, we could cash out on this guy. We don't think he's the long-term answer. As great as he played, he's not the long-term answer. I don't think, I mean. That I, would surprise you? Yes. You finally had some success. That offense is pretty damn good. Multiple number You're ones. You're telling me a young coach is going to say, I'm going to get rid of my quarterback? No do you think Jared shot. Goff's a franchise quarterback? Yes. Do you think the Lions think he's a franchise? Hundred percent. Okay. Well, if they do, then they yeah. keep him. Yeah. I'm just I, saying it's we, possible I, they don't. Can you guys check? Because Evan and I saw the same thing. I didn't read it as solely the Lions call, but maybe it is. Regardless, I don't. Think, I'm with you. you know, I don't think God. If God, so you've got three, huh? Craig, if Goff has an out, he's outing. Because why wouldn't he go to free well, agency as a quarterback? Or he's happy about his success, and he, and he holds him hostage. No, he's got two years, fifty-two million. He'd want more than that. Well, you could renegotiate, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But he would want. He would use. He that would as, get more money. That's my point. He would yes. use it as leverage to get for more money. Sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, Goff's high up on my list, and Brady's up there too. Even though I don't so want him up there. So now you have made a list in order. So now we're now. We're no, back I'm making to that. it as we speak right now. Oh, all right, so maybe I'm you should go home and do it tonight. So you, know, you don't make any mistakes. I have a whole list written there. Yeah, you know who's on the bottom of my list. Baker Mayfield. Matt Ryan. And I hope, Sal, Sal I love you. I hope you hear this. Matt Ryan sucks, dude. I He's don't want done. Matt to Ryan's career is over. Now, I respect. Sal's a big Falcon fan, so I think he loves Matt Ryan. Yeah. And I get that. I'm, I'm sure a, he does. He should. I'm a fanboy for guys. I totally respect that. Yeah. But I want Matt Ryan nowhere near my football Matt team. Ryan is uh, Sal Akata's Jacob DeGrom. Yes. That's a group. Yes. yes. Yeah. Loved Jacob, him. Went elsewhere. Didn't win. I don't remember Jacob DeGrom blowing the biggest lead in Super Bowl history. Also a fair point. Just take little shots. Just little shots at my guy. Take little shots at my guy. Sal's my guy. Sal's my guy. You're taking little shots at my guy. By the way, real quick, did you happen to see last night the uh, Memphis Grizzlies are playing the Charlotte Hornets? Uh, I'm not talking about the game. Don't worry about it. But something happened in the game that's never happened in NBA history before. Uh, the Charlotte, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies inbound the ball 
uh, with a running clock after a, after a hoop, and John Morant's going to take the ball and bring it up the court. But nobody from the Hornets is in the the front court for them, the back court for Memphis. And remember, right? like you're pointing out, the rule stays. Yes. Until that ball is touched, the shot clock remains at 24. Yep. Possession hasn't started, but the game clock runs. And beyond that, the eight second clock to get across half court doesn't start Possession either. Possession hasn't started. Right. right. But the game clock's running. There's about three and a half minutes to go. So the ball literally just rolls in. It's barely moving, kind of like a four year old bowling, right? And nobody from the Hornets comes to pressure John Morant. So one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, right? Ten seconds. <laughs> nobody comes. And Ja is standing still. Yes. The ball is on the ground in front of his feet, and he's not moving. The guy that inbounded the ball has now run up into their front court. It's Ja and the basketball. That's it. And the clock is rolling. Yes. 10 Mississippi, no, nobody comes to him. <laughs> 15 seconds, nobody crosses midcourt. 20 seconds, nobody comes. 25 seconds, finally a guy starts walking towards him. 27 seconds, he stood there with the ball on the ground before Charlotte Hornet made any attempt to go make him pick the ball up. I've never I, seen that before in my life. When I saw the clip, I went back and I said, okay, what was the score? How much time was left? The Hornets were down by 30, and it was late third quarter. That's a team quitting. And I wonder why Steve Clifford didn't scream his head off. Like, where the hell's the coach here? Right? That is not the coolest thing that happened in basketball last night, though. And I'm not talking about the Nets or the Knicks. Good win by the Knicks. Nets finally lost. The Milwaukee Bucks were up by 21 points with three minutes to go. They were up by 11 points with a minute to go. They were up by 9 points with 35 seconds to go. Yeah. And somehow the Raptors rallied back to tie the game. They lost in overtime, so the Bucks won anyway. But it was one of the most insane comebacks yeah. I have ever seen. And it all happened because Grayson Allen, that Ted Cruz-looking-like freak, slapped a man in the you-know-whats as he was shooting a three, which created part of this. Obviously, a lot goes in. Now, Grayson Allen also had the game-winning basket, but yes, he played a role in the comeback because they made the three. Technical foul, it's two to make one from the free throw line. They made the free throw. That makes it a four-point possession. You also get the ball because of the technical foul. They then made a regular two-point hoop. Three-point game. They essentially had a six-point possession yes. and made the lead nine to three. In the matter of about five seconds. They force another turnover because the Bucks were turning the ball over a lot. Gary Trent step back three. Tie game. Dude, yeah. this was I've it was I'm not kidding you, because I broke this down because it fascinates me. 16 point game with a minute to go. I want you to hear that again, Craig. A 16 point yeah. game yeah. with a minute. Do you stay for that game? Uh, me, I, I never leave early. Dude, I, you stop. <laughs> I've always said this, and I have to reevaluate. I will only leave games early when it's mathematically over. That was mathematically over. I thought it was mathematically over. Yeah, it was. A 16-point game with a minute 15 to go? 16-point game, a minute to go. Crazy. Dude. Crazy. Now, and only, then they won, but still, it was that, crazy. And I think that's why it's got no attention. Like, I watched your TV show all morning this morning. Because I couldn't wait to hear my friend Craig yeah, talk about this game, yeah. and you guys never talked about it. No, we couldn't. We didn't get to. We ran out of time. We were just about to Is do that it, what and happened? that's my fault. We de- ran out of time. Yeah. Is that what happened? 
It was right there, Evan. Okay. Right there. I'm just surprised. getting ready to do You're it. You're on TV for two and a half hours yeah. talking about God knows what, and you didn't bring it up. Now, my, my, yeah. my excuse for you. I mean, I did you. have Matt Sims on the show, and we were talking a lot of football, as you know. But you talk a lot of basketball. I talk a lot of basketball because I you, love basketball. Did you talk about the Nets winning streak ending? Um, It's so funny. They wanted me to feature that, and I said, we're not featuring Feature it? it? Yeah. They wanted it to be a headline. I go, nah. I go, as much as I'll do that, that wouldn't be appropriate. So, no. But I mentioned. Classy job mention. by you. Very we don't need mention. to mention the Nets losing. Not a big deal. Very quick mention. That's all. <laughs> I've never seen a comeback like that. But I think it's never happened. I think what ruins the story. Remember the though? other day they said a team that's up by 13 with under four minutes to go in the history of modern day or what they call, um, oh, what they call like scoreboard NBA, whatever it's called. Shot clock era. Shot, not shot clock, but modern era, whatever. Three-point shot era. No, there's a name for it. I'm blocking on it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, down 13 with four minutes to go or less. All right, or four minutes to go. Yeah. It had happened 12,840 times. It was one and 12,839. Yeah. And then I forget it was just one, but yeah. Well, and that's what sucks about so this. So this had to be even bigger odds than that. Yeah, but the Bucks still won. Yeah, that's, that's what ruins right. the whole thing. Like, what's crazy is that it got to overtime, most incredible comeback, but then the, the Raptors didn't complete the comeback. So right. I right. think that's what ruins the story, and that's why I assumed you guys didn't talk about it uh, in the morning because, because it was they like, won, right? Yeah, and then, like, what's the and story? You would have had to have seen it, or someone would have had to read a good byline on it for you to know. Dude. Because they won the had they lost the game, it's the lead NBA story of the night. So here's what's crazy: my friend texted me. It's the only reason I know. I was behind on the net game with DVR. My buddy texts me basically, and he says, "Hey, did you hear about this Bucks game?" That's the heavy set guy, right? He's not heavy set. That's someone else. He's just a guy. I'm just who's a big net fan. Okay. And I, on my own, saw, oh, wow. When you say big, is that a descriptive big, or that's an adjective about his fandom? He's a passionate Nets fan. God, okay, good. We exist, okay? okay? And I did the research on my own, because I couldn't find an article that truly broke down how this comeback happened. So what I did is, because I'm a loser but also interested, yeah. I went to NBA League Pass, and I went to 21-point game with three minutes to go, and I watched it. And I'm not kidding you. Look what I have here. I took notes on it. Because, Craig, I couldn't effing believe yeah. that it happened. And I almost needed to write it down to fathom it. It's an 11-point game with 43 seconds to go. And I say to myself, someone messed up. Like, this didn't happen. Like, I'm watching this and I'm wasting my time. Yeah. There's no comeback. What am I looking for? And then it finally happened. Two updates for you. Number one, TBS has just announced that it's going to go ahead and air Dana White's slap league. They're going to do it, uh, Marshan reported. On January 18th. So they're delaying the start of it by, what, two weeks? So they're going to do it anyway. Wow. I, you talk about Teflon. That's amazing to I'm me. I'm stunned by that. So all right, so, that, so they're going on with that, Dana White Slap League. Um, and then the other report that the NFL, which I think we said about 2 o'clock earlier today that we had read somewhere, I think Evan brought it up, that the NFL is uh, deep into conversations about seeding the uh, the playoffs based on win percentage and then bringing the AFC title game to a neutral site if the seeding uh, somehow affects the, is affected by the Bills-Bengals cancellation. So what that means is the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the one seed barring something unforeseen. It sounds like, unless I guess they lose to the Raiders and the Bills win, right? That's what I mean by that. Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the one seed, barring an upset, which could happen. It's the NFL. But they wouldn't get the AFC Championship game at home against the Buffalo Bills. That's how I take it. Well, based on win percentage, right? Right. 
So it's a little convoluted. That would be so we go to a neutral site. Then they're talking that Indianapolis Where? would be the neutral site. So the chief, the only way this would happen though is if it's Chiefs Bills. Because if it's Chiefs Bengals, it would still be in Kansas City. The right. Bengals, assuming the Chiefs win, aren't in line for a one seat. Right. If it's Chiefs Jaguars or Chiefs whoever, right. the game's in Kansas City. So only if it's Chiefs Bills, the game would move to Indianapolis. That's your point. That's what now, you're telling me. The, the the quote here is that the NFL has not yet talked to the Colts about it, but I mean they use that building for everything, right? So that's not a problem. And Indy's not in it. So what does that good. building sound like if it's Chiefs Bills AFC Championship? Oh, it's game. Uh, Chiefs. Uh... Oh, Chiefs Bills. Ooh, that's a good. Well, call. that's the only way it would happen, right? Because the only reason you would need to do this is if it's Chiefs Bills. Again, if the Chiefs are playing the Jaguars, why why would you need to do this? AFC title game at a neutral site. If the seating between the two teams was affected by the Bills Bengals cancellation, right? So the only way that well. I mean, it could happen with the Bengals too, right? Yes, it could. If so, the Bengals won, the Bills and Chiefs lose. Yes, the, right. Then no, the no, Bengals would percentage point wise be there, hundred percent. Yeah, it could. It could so have it a, between those three teams, hundred yeah. percent. I'm just saying, like my assumption, and I know it's the NFL, anything can happen. If I assume the Chiefs win, that it's it's over. They're yes. the one seed. Yep. But with the caveat that Buffalo could have been the one seed if they played the Bengal game, which again means the only way we would see a championship game in Indianapolis is if it's Chiefs-Bills or if it's Bills-Bengals. Right. Because they're only separated by a game. They never played the game. Right. So that's how I would think. That would be a very interesting crowd. Because, Bill, you know the Bills travel well. That could be a 50-50 crowd. No, it's a Super Bowl crowd, right? Yeah. Is that kind of like the Super Bowl? Yeah, for sure. Uh, plus, you'd have fans just living in Indy want to go to the game because it's an AFC championship game. It's as close as you're going to get to a Super Bowl without paying astronomical prices for the Super Bowl. I like the idea of the choice. I like the choice idea. So, if you hadn't heard, one of the ideas Adam Schefter floated is that, again, let's just for the sake of this say Kansas City controls the one seat because they win. They have a higher winning percentage. The Chiefs have a choice. You can take the one seed, which is a first-round buy, but you would be the visiting team against the two seed in an AFC championship right. game. Or you say, you guys take the one seed, but we would host the championship if game. If we match up. If we match up. I like the choice idea. And NFL Network could put it on TV as an event, and we'd all watch. We're going to watch it anyway. We're sheep, let's be honest. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Here's uh, John in North Holden. Johnny, what's up? Hey, how are you guys? Uh, great show, as always. Um, just two points really quickly, if I can... Um, so with, uh, you were talking about earlier today, uh, about the John, uh, excuse me, about the Mets and, um, Yankees making a trade, uh, with Omar talking about that. Yeah. Uh, I definitely do think that the, that he was looking for John and Sue, actually future hall of famers. To John get and on. Sue, we're calling her Sue now. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. John and Susan, John and uh, Susan future hall, hall of famers right there. And a lot of talent behind there. And really the only currency that the Yankees had at the moment, other than judge. Wow. How about hey, that? that wow. You went deep on that. And, John. And that, wow. and that's, that. that's coming. That's coming from a Yankee from fan. From a right Yankee here, fan. Yeah. Hey, you went deep. Hey, to bring everything together, and I'm glad he brought this up, I received a lot of tweets about this, and I want to give my partner the proper due he deserves. Thank you. We were talking earlier about FAN Mount Rushmore moments in the last 15 years when I started full-time. So it's a smaller sample 2007. Size. And numerous people, I'd say nine or ten, have brought up a specific moment around you. Around me? Yes. And him calling about Susan made you think of it? Correct. 
I mean, it could be one of three that come to mind. There's a specific. They all said the so same let me, one. Uh, let me guess. There's the Susan Waldman alarm clock. Was that the one? It is not that one. Okay. Which was a good one, by the way. Is it the me and Jay Moore doing Susan and John back and forth? I don't think it was that one either. It's not one that one. Is it just me recreating the in George Steinbrenner's box? No. So, wow. There was something specific Susan said. Oh, is it the, was it the balloons? Meredith's balloons? No, it was not that one. Because that's that, where that comes from. Susan Wallman had Meredith Makinogovich in studio, and I guess it was her birthday. And she said, she said on the broadcast, boy, she's got some balloons. And I'm like, how did you not react? Like, I got played that a million times. That's a good one, but not that one. And because it's like, you know, if you've ever seen Meredith on TV, I didn't know it was her birthday. I thought Susan forgot she was on a microphone. <laughs> I was commenting on her physique. And I was like, wow. There There's it. big balloons in the ass booth? <laughs> <laughs> that is an unedited clip right there. Yeah, big, big Meredith's here. Those big balloons are in the yes booth. There's big balloons in the yes booth. Come on, man. You got me kidding me. It was, yeah, that was awesome. Believe it or not, it was not that, that one. That wasn't it. In fact, the one is a little even more risque than that one. Ooh. Was it when I did the John and Susan sex tape? You may have involved this clip, but apparently it was something about she had said. Special balls. No. Something about going under the table. Oh. Do you remember that one? I vaguely remember that, yes. Dude, I, I got, know when to go under the table. Yeah. Here you, I you got, go. I got multiple tweets about it. Like the yeah, same thing. I'm sure thing. I probably did an hour straight on that. that yeah. I know when to go under the table. Uh, well, listen. Like these days, I might leave that alone. I may not touch that. Hall of Famer and all, you know. I'm just telling you, this is what I was told. That's what people are thinking is a top fan moment of all time. Dude. Me mocking Susan saying she just went to go under the table. I'm just reading the tweets I got. Ah, yeah, fair enough. If that's what resonated with you, then so be it. Okay. Which one would be your favorite one? Ooh. I mean, I didn't even think of that one, to be honest. I mean, the George Steinbrenner's box is the classic. I, I George mean, Steinbrenner's box! Box! And by the way, if, that, if the Yankees were on the fan at that time, that moment without you would be a Mount, Run Mount Rushmore mo moment. What was that, ABC? It was, uh, no, it was 880. I 880, think. yeah. Like, it wasn't on George the George blocks. <laughs> it's so so dainty and feminine, it's hot. George Stavros blocks. <laughs> 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 I'm getting a lot of people, at least on my Twitter, saying one of their moments was when I... Um, took that Penn State student to task. Oh, that's a good one. That was good. Yeah, that mm. was a uh, Carissa Maxwell, who I think is working in media in like North Carolina now or something. She has a nice career for herself. So there you go. <laughs> what do I know? Even <laughs> George Summers blocks. Like, <clears throat> why would Susan have ever said, "I know when to go under the table"? Though I know why. Was that was there? Oh, like, I, would, uh, foul I ball. have a guess. Foul ball. Yeah, oh, it was foul, a foul ball. ball. Yeah, back up into the. Oh, booth. was it like yeah. an earthquake or something? No, like there that? was a foul ball. Hey, by the way, speaking yeah. of earthquake, yeah, this is an FAN Mount Rushmore. Uh, yes, it was FAN. I think she was on the fan. Nineteen eighty nine during the earthquake. We gotta find that audio because that that truly is Mount Rushmore stuff. Because that's a historic moment in American history. They're gonna have a, a threesome also.
That's not what I was referring to. I mean, she's had some moments. Like, I'm the shock jock, but she says more things with sexual innuendo than any broadcast I've ever heard. She, Meredith has nice balloons. <laughs> I went to go under the table. The little wieners. Little wieners, special balls. What the hell? Like, what are we like? Whacking it on a car door. Like, whacking things. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and I'm so, somehow, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I don't, I just, I just don't think that's fair. To be honest, I think I've been mischaracterized uh, on this radio station when Susan Waldman, the Hall of Famer, oh. is the real bad guy here. <laughs> or not bad guy, the shock job. Yeah. Put the balls in there and it keeps them from drying out. I'm sure it does. Who collected this? Yeah, Eddie did. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Scuzzeri is the bad guy. She's the Eddie's shock job. the bad guy. Yeah, like how's that my fault? Oh. Oh, oh my goodness. Gracious balls that like she liked the balls, balls <laughs> under the table, balls. Yeah, the Jay Moore stuff was funny. That's like on YouTube. I it's almost think that you and Susan, you see, by the way, Jay Moore the got engaged to uh, we, we talked about that, right? Yeah, you talked about it on the air, yeah, good to Jeannie Bus. Jeannie Bus, yeah, so yeah. you saying? I was just gonna say, you and Susan as just one part of Mount Rushmore because there's so many specific moments, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that balloon one gets me. I love that. Is balloon that your one. favorite one? Yeah, like that made me laugh for real. Because, like, Meredith, I think, had just taken over from Kim Jones, if I'm not mistaken. And we, we none of us knew who she was. And then it's her birthday. She we found cute. out. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, she did updates on the family. I did not know that. True story. And then, like, I'm just sitting here minding my business. And I think Jerry Recker or Eddie, whatever, says, hey, um, if Susan was talking about Meredith's, you know. And I'm like, there's no way. Like, come on, guys. And they're like. There's big balloons in the ass booth. Like, welcome, welcome to the beat. <laughs> you know, congratulations on getting the job. Yeah, like I, I, I even I'm getting very excited. Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, it doesn't end with this moment. It's crazy. I'll give you a fan moment that we has not come up yet. Please, this is probably more me and Boom than you guys. Okay, but uh, some balloons in the yes booth. There's big balloons in the yes booth. Like, I felt so bad for Meredith. You know, like, I just started working and you're talking about my balloons. Like, what's going on? It turned out it was her birthday. Who knew at the time? I didn't know. There's big balloons in the yes booth. Yeah, well, thanks for welcoming me into the studio. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, I need a deep breath. Yeah. Okay, you have to assume Meredith has heard that at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, don't think, I hope so. Just put water hey, on. like Meredith goes home, hey, honey, you believe that my first day to cover the Yankees, Susan Woman talked about my big balloons? <laughs> but she did what? <laughs> yeah, I walked into the booth and she's talking about big balloons. <laughs> you got Scott yeah. dying over here. Big sausages. I mean, she could start an OnlyFans account just with her audio. <laughs> How much would you pay a month to have Susan Woman talk dirty to you? <laughs> anyway, Ugh. there you go. What was your other Mount Rushmore moment? I forget. Was it Susan related? <laughs> so, uh, no idea. Oh, the Rex Ryan foot fetish stuff. Oh, I came man. into work so happy that day. I'm sure you did. I was like a pig in poop that day. <laughs> 
I couldn't wait for six o'clock to roll around. Was I that was the so most excited. of all the sports stories that we've had in the fifteen years that I was here, and then now you were here? Was that the one that excited you the most? Me, it's usually like a big win. For you, it was. What was Rex and his wife yeah, doing? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's if, if it's not number one, I don't know what the hell will be number one. Then I'm getting a lot of people reminding me when your boy Tommy here. We were we were drug testing Tommy. People love bringing this up uh, because I thought he was always uh, doing ecstasy. Right. right, I like going to and, those shows. Yeah. Uh, so we made him take a urine test, <laughs> and I asked Al to bring the Al. You who brought Al brought it. In, Al right? brought it in. I was in studio with you yeah, and Boomer. Yeah. So I had Al bring the urine sample in because it tells you right away positive whatever it is, right? And he tripped and spilled, <laughs> you know, the urine all over the over the place. Correct. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of people bring that one yeah, up. People as well. love that one. Yeah. Oh, oh they love that. The shining moment in my career. So thrilled with that one. <laughs> yeah, that was just a great one. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.